I genuinely can't tell if that's good. All right, what's going on? This is Aiden Jones. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 2nd of February, 2021. How are you? I hope you're well. Thank you for listening. It's my last podcast of my 20s. How about that? Feels like a pivotal thing, but then also the podcast, I guess, isn't that central to my identity. So it's not like my last, you know, it's not like a huge thing, but it is in a way. It's something that I do. How central is this podcast to my identity? I don't think that's the first question that I was going to ask, but let's. I, no, I don't want to talk about that. That's not interesting at all. <laughs> Guess what, Aiden? Not every question that occurs to you is something that you need to <laughs> delve into and explore. It doesn't matter how central this podcast is to my identity. That question will go unanswered. How the fuck are you? <laughs> um, oh, I feel a little bit tired. Let me have a little sip of tea here. I reckon it's going to be too hot. That's my bet. Ow, 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 ow. Yeah, too hot. That's all right. Hey, we live, we learn, we move on, we grow. It's been a pretty weird week, man. Um, Last week, I was talking about how I was scared that I was going to get fired because I (laughs) swore at my boss's dog. (laughs) And um, I didn't get fired because I swore at my boss's dog, but I did get fired. I I just went right on ahead and got fired. Um, that's what I did the last week of my 20s. You would really be hoping, you know, good habits are starting to show and we're starting to see a bit of growth leading into a new... Oh, God, and I'm yawning. And I'm yawning! When will I ever learn? You'd hope that you'd start to see a bit of growth leading into a new decade and... Um, Fuck, man. Right back to where we start. I it really... I'll tell you the story. So, um, and I got I got a lot to talk about this week. I got some big lessons from this. I had an amazing chat with my boss. It was a lot of good things and a lot of pain. Um, Wednesday night, I was at, um, at the new normal, the first Wednesday, which was great. By the way, thanks to everyone who came out. David Quirk closing the show, just fucking tearing it to bits, man. That dude is so funny. I forget, Dave Quirk is an interesting one because, like, you know as an act, like, he always puts on wicked shows, like solo shows, and he won the piece of wood years ago for his show Shaking Hands with Danger, which was about cheating on his girlfriend. Um, which was a very good show and a great story, and I really loved that, and... um. You just know he puts on a good show. But he's always been a guy that it's easy to forget because the shows are so good that he also can just, you know, destroy a, a 10, 15-minute spot. He just – I guess that's something that comes with putting on those good one-hour shows and then you have a certain pace because it's an hour. People go and see that and they – for me, I've had it in my head that like, you know, I see that and I see that pacing and the way that everything kind of fits together in the show and you think, oh, that's what he does so he doesn't do the short spots. And ironically, I think I actually get pigeonholed in that a little bit too maybe 
and yet here I am still doing it to Dave Quirk. Like it's so easy to forget because the shows are so good that he's also just a wicked fucking act. And, um, I mean, he proved that yet again on Wednesday. He, he closed the show and it was incredible. But that's not the story. I was at the new normal. I was emceeing and just into the second bracket, I'm off stage. I get a text from my boss and um, I'm not going to read the text, but it started with how dare you. So I was like, well, this isn't going to be good. Never, <laughs> You're never going to get – it's always bad when it starts with how dare I mean, when in your life do you get – that's how bad it was. It started with how dare you. Like when in your life, how many times in your life have you had the pleasure – the the dubious honor of receiving a text that begins with how dare you <laughs> and um basically what had happened was on this podcast 2 weeks ago i spoke about one of the houses that we were uh working at and i was making jokes about the the swimming pool and the area next to the pool and um he basically said how dare you speak about our clients houses right like i kind of breached the privacy of of some of these clients it wasn't as simple as that but i'll talk about it in depth in a bit because i have a lot of introspection and thoughts but but look i completely understand why he he said you know you've spoken about our clients homes and um it's very disrespectful and and, you know, he just said, you're not working for me anymore. And I was like, I'm so sorry, man. I understand, blah, blah, blah. And then I had to introduce three more acts. So that hit me like a fucking sack of shit. I didn't even really have time to process what was going on. At that point, I I didn't know exactly what it was that I had said. He just said, you know, I heard what you said on your podcast. And um, it's just, fuck, man. That my thoughts at that point were like, when am I going to learn? When am I going to stop? But like, how many times do I have to do this to myself? Self sabotage, you know? Like, I've got this great job working with great people, doing work that is enjoyable and fun, but it's still hard work and it tires me out, but in the best possible way. And, uh, you know, with a boss that treats me well, the pay is good, everything's great. And I still managed to fuck it up and get fired. And it really, it really, really hurt. I was really frustrated in myself that I had done that. And um, it just, yeah, I don't know. I had to introduce those three more acts to the show, go up there, plaster a fucking smile on my face. Ow, hot. Um, yeah, and I messaged my girlfriend and was like, hey, I just got fired. Can I stay at yours tonight? <laughs> she was like, yeah. And I was just like, thanks. And then at the end of the show, I went over to Pete. I hadn't said anything and, and I looked at him and he looked back at me as, like he was thinking I was going, you know, because the start of the show was a little bit tough, but we got there and he was like, we got there in the end, huh? And I just went. Halfway through the second act in the, in the second bracket, I got fired from my job. <laughs> and he was like, oh, oh, mate. And I was just like, yeah, I don't fucking know, man. Like that was what I was saying to him basically like, you know, 
I fucking turn 30 next week. And just when am I going to... How long am I going to fucking be like this? It was really frustrating. The whole thing is like, I feel like I make mistakes so often, but it's always the same mistake. Sorry, it's always different mistakes. It's like I make the mistake and I go, yes, it's an opportunity to learn from mistakes. But how many fucking times can I say that to myself? Oh, great. This is an opportunity to learn from a mistake. Next time, this is an opportunity to... I'm sick of having opportunities to learn from my fucking mistakes. I'd love to have an opportunity to go, hey, man, you got through that and you didn't fuck it up. And uh, and he, Pete gave me a hug, which was very appreciated. Um, was, yeah. It's, it's really, I think it's, it's really special when a friend sees that you want a hug and goes, come on, mate, let me give you a hug. And you get a hug from your friend and that really meant a lot. And then I went to my girlfriend's place and, you know, I didn't cry. I wish I could have cried, but I did Yeah. There was just some moments where I was like, when am I? Oh, I didn't cry. Didn't cry. Didn't cry. Am I proud or ashamed? I'm not sure anymore. It's just a fact. I didn't cry. <laughs> like, I don't need to fucking justify whether I did or didn't cry. There's still a lot of defensiveness built up around the idea of crying, evidently. Maybe not the act. But the idea itself, anyway, we, we move on. So, um, I was trying, you know, I was thinking, oh, I, <laughs> I actually, I feel a bit bad on this one. So when it happened, I was like, fuck, all right, what am I going to try and do? I st- on, uh, on Thursday, I was like, I'm just going to take a day for me. I went for a run, which is something that I don't regularly do, but I like to do if I've got a lot of things, you know thoughts and emotions i'll just go for a run i ran around princess park it was good felt good got a little sweat on it actually really did make me feel a lot better and um oh i like brought my tools to my fucking bike fixing tools to my girlfriend's place and then you know fixed her bike (laughs) i didn't even fix i just tightened the brakes by like you know i was just like let me do this to be helpful (laughs) so yeah, did all that shit on Thursday. And then what I did as well, though, was I um, I was thinking, okay, I'd like three days before or a week before or something, I decided and made the sent the message I was going to drop out of TAFE. And uh, I think on Thursday in a panic, I messaged TAFE and I said, like, in an astounding turn of events, I will not be dropping out of TAFE. So if you haven't processed those documents yet, then go ahead and don't process them. Or if you have... Let's get that reversed. And uh, my coordinator was like, they have been processed, but come in next week. All good. And then um, over the weekend, I had a conversation with my boss on Saturday, which I'll talk about in a second. But over the weekend, (laughs) I just thought about it and I was like, I don't want to go back to tape. I I just don't. I just don't. I don't want to do it. So I emailed her again and I was like, hey, I'm really sorry, but I'm actually... (laughs) I'm just going to stay dropped out. You know, um, I do have all the time in the world now to come back and do it, but ultimately I just don't think I want to. I just, the the calculation in my mind is like, it's three days a week. Yeah, I can get Oz study, but it's, Oz study's shit, especially now that we're about to lose our pandemic pay. It's going back to, 650 a fortnight. I mean, Jesus, who can fucking live on that kind of money? 
very prepared, obviously, to live on that kind of money. And I've got a little bit of money coming in now from the shows, but it's still, it's just, it's beans, man. So, yeah, I'd rather get a job. More on that. But Saturday. So part of my boss's message was he said, um, he said, oh, it really was so brutal because I could tell, like he said, he was really hurt and shocked and angry. He said how angry he was. That was part of it as I fucking liked the dude so much. And the other guy that I was working with, like they're both great guys and you know, the work that they do, I just, everything, man. I just, that was what fucking bummed me out so much. It's not that I lost the job. It's that I let these guys down after they gave me opportunities and put trust in me and all that stuff. It sounds really silly. I fucking, I let them down and I didn't even want to. It wasn't like I was, you know, going, it wasn't like when I was younger, when I was younger and I had jobs, I still had this sense of entitlement and, um, I don't know, there was something about like, I had a job, but I resented the people who were giving me a job. So I would be a shitty employee and be kind of proud of that. Like sucked in, I'm getting one over you, you know, I would drink at work or I would try and find ways to waste time or not work very hard and get away with it. And I would think like, aha, that's so cool. You know, I get to like, I'm so smart that I'm doing this and it's just, it's not cool, man. Like it's, you know, you go to work, someone gives you a job. That's great. Good. Grateful. Thank you for giving me some work. You could have given heaps of people work, especially the jobs you do when you're young that are unskilled that really any fucking idiot could do. And I thought it was smart to go in there and take the piss and it wasn't. And that's why I've been fired so many times. I think it's because of that kind of entitlement, that attitude. Um, and with this job, I really didn't feel like, that's the attitude that I was going in there with. And so to get fired, I was like, you know, I really feel like I was grateful to these guys for the opportunity, but I still found a way to fuck it up. So um, in the message, my boss had said, uh, I'm too angry to talk to you right now, but I'll give you a call in the next couple of days. And then at the end, he said, thank you for the hard work, which meant a lot. And... On Saturday, I was like, if he doesn't call me, I'm just going to call him on Saturday. I just want to say, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity. I'm really sorry once again for letting you down and I apologize and just wish you all the best, you know, thank you. And I called him on Saturday and uh, he answered the phone and I, yeah, he was, it was very like a blunt answering. Like, I guess he was just waiting to see what I had to say and I was just launched into that. Thank you. Sorry. Blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and he was like, oh, he, he asked me if I even really knew what the things were that I'd said. And I didn't, cause I hadn't listened back. I have now. Um, but he said, yeah, the main thing, and this is what was really interesting for me. And this is something that I can, I feel like this conversation that I had with him was, and this is going to sound very forced, but I don't think it is. I think it's genuine. It was, um, if I didn't get to have this conversation with this person who is like quite insightful and maybe sensitive to the kinds of, to the kind of entitlement or whatever that I was displaying, if I didn't get to have this conversation, it would have taken me a lot longer to figure the stuff out that he was saying. Cause what he was basically saying was like, yeah, I was making fun of this person house that we were at and the person who lives there for being rich 
and I was saying, you know, how rich are you that you have all of this stuff? And this is just, I, I, it was, I was really listening back to it. I can hear, I'm really focused in on the idea that this person whose house I'm working on is rich. The person who owns this house is rich. And, um, my boss was saying, you know, it's like, yeah, he has that money, but he's worked hard for it. It doesn't even matter how they've got the money. They've worked for it or they were given it. It doesn't matter. But it's like he, the word that he, the phrase that he ended up landing on was he could hear that I had a chip on my shoulder. And sometimes he could hear me really trying to push against that and examine it and understand it. And then later he could hear me slip back into that chip on my shoulder. And this is going to sound kind of silly maybe, but when I was like 16, I uh, my first girlfriend who I met through the school that I went to, which was a private school, and I recently have begun to examine how I felt about going to that school because I was on a scholarship. I was one of the poor kids. Like I, um, I've only remembered recently how I always wanted my friends from school to come around my house and like we would have LAN parties. We would set our computers up and, you know, there were like eight of us. You'd take your fucking big desktop computer around to your mate's house and everyone would set them up and then we'd play games all night and like drink soft drinks and <laughs> someone would... <laughs> someone would like have porn like one of the guys would like have porn on his computer and we'd all just crowd around the computer and watch porn together (laughs) I mean young dudes are so fucking weird man (laughs) and it's so gross that we would have it on and we'd like put it quiet and it's like don't put it quiet don't put the sound on at all you're in someone's parents house you're watching gangbangs (laughs) fucking hell (laughs) and then like slowly you know there'd be like all the guys around the computer watching it and then slowly everyone would go back to playing a game or whatever and there'd just be like one or two of us just (laughs) just still watching it like invested Uh, um but I've realized recently that I, I've kind of remembered how I always wanted everyone to come around my house and no one would because they would say my house was shit and everyone else's houses were a lot nicer. That was kind of the vibe of when I was at school. I'd never really clocked it at the time, but I was a poor kid and I hated that. And there were other few little comments in school that a couple of my friends made about how my family didn't have as much money. I remember one time my mate was like, yeah, my parents have more money than yours because they worked harder than yours. And we like got in a fight, like, you know, I think I tried to, that was like one of my best friends in school. And I think I tried to fight him. When I said tried to fight him, I can't remember what I did. I probably just yelled at his face and pushed him. And then he was stronger than me. So he like held me down, which also wouldn't have felt good. Anyway, so my first girlfriend, she was at that school. Her family were not even really that well off, to be honest. They were sending her to that school, but. They didn't have a big house or anything. They had just like a, it was like a three bedroom house. It was a normal house. They weren't a rich family. But I remember her mum said to her, who then said to me, so my girlfriend's mum said to my girlfriend, who then said to me, um, that I have a, that I had a chip on my shoulder. And I remember that. I remember hating that she had said that and I didn't like her mum. I fucking hated her mum so much. We didn't get on. I think I was very, 
uh, I mean, entitled is probably a good word for it. Idealistic, maybe. I thought that I was going to change the world and I thought that anyone who didn't agree with me was a fucking idiot. And, um, yeah, I reckon I did. I was very bitter about people who have more than me because I thought I'm smarter than you but you still have more, your family has more money than me and that doesn't seem fair. That was what it was. Is I was just, I was like, this doesn't seem fair because I, in my mind, I'm better than you. <laughs> How fucked is that? I was like, the genuine thought was like, I'm better than you, but you've got more money than me. So something's fucked. <laughs> oh my God. The, the bold faced arrogance of that. But that's where it came from. Absolutely. And um, yeah, she was able to see it, I guess. And and I don't know what her life had been like. I don't, I, she was an immigrant. She, uh, yeah, she was a first generation, I think. Or maybe her parents brought her over when she was very young. But she couldn't have come from money. She couldn't have come from much money. No way. I don't know what her life was like. I never took an interest in it because I was very self-absorbed. But um, something about her life she was able to see that I had some bitterness about people who had things that I didn't have, jealousy, and she called it having a chip on my shoulder. And my boss from my now ex-boss <laughs> um, was able to, to hear that in the things that I was saying and I think he was right. And when I talked to him about it, he was saying that stuff and I was like, this is fucking crazy, man. Because you're absolutely hitting the nail on the head. That's exactly what I'm trying to do is examine those things. And where I kind of got to with being fired was like, I don't think, I don't even think I'm wrong for saying those things. Like I wish, I obviously wish I didn't say them because then I would still have a job, right? But I don't, it's not like I wish that I... I'm glad that I did say them because those are things that evidently are true for me that I feel and I don't like that I feel them. I don't like that I have that jealousy or that chip on my shoulder because ultimately, like, it's not that guy who owns that house. Like, okay, yeah, sure, maybe it is unfair that that house exists and there are people that are homeless or even just me, you know, I don't have that and he does. Even though, whatever, I'm sure he's worked plenty hard for it. That's not the point. Even if it's not fair that some people have more than other people, it's not that guy's fault that it's not fair. Meaning it's not, if someone has more than someone else, that doesn't mean that it's the person who has more's fault. And so therefore they're deserving of scorn. You know, does that make sense? That's kind of where I got to with it was, and it doesn't make me feel better, but logically that's the... Just because someone has a lot of money doesn't mean that they're the reason that I don't have a lot of money. And even if it's not fair that they have more money than someone else, it's not their fault that it's not fair. It's, I guess, everyone's fault that it's not fair. It's the system, the social contract that we live under. And when I get up and don't try and take down the government when I do the stuff that I do, which of course is what I'm going to do because I'm not a fucking revolutionary. I'm just trying to live my life. But in doing that, I am like implicitly, cons uh, what's the word? Uh, conceding? No. I'm, I'm assenting to live under that fucking thing. It's like it's everyone's fault that this is the system that we have 
And when you live in the system, you fucking accept that, like, yes, some people are going to have more than me. Some people are going to have less than me. And, you know, you can't be walking around being angry at someone for having a fucking toilet next to their swimming pool. <laughs> you just can't. And that's what my boss was ultimately saying was, like, I, you know, was angry and then and then, but also just kind of felt bad for you that you were carrying that around. And he's right. Why am I fucking carrying that around? What do I care? I'm still I'm earning good money. I get to work outside and fucking... You know, work in a beautiful garden and make it better and it's nice. And here I am bitching about a guy who has a fucking toilet next to his swimming pool. Ultimately pointless and very silly. But what I said to my boss was I would like, as an artist, I guess, a comedian, a podcaster, hmm, this is art. <laughs> I would like to, because he was his approach, right, that he was saying is sometimes he gets up and he's not happy, but he smile, puts a smile on anyway and goes out into the world with a smile on, even if it's forced because that's the energy that he wants to bring to the world, the interactions that he has and the people that are around him. And that's, that's how he wants to live his life. And then, you know, one good thing happens and another good thing happens and then suddenly he's having a good day. And I think that's very admirable, but that's not what I want to do. What I want to do is I want to be able to to speak to the shittiness that I feel or the jealousy or the chip on my shoulder. I want to be able to acknowledge, yes, that's there and I feel that, but then at the same time also acknowledge that it's absurd that I feel that thing. Like I'm jealous of this guy for having this money but I also know that it's absurd. It's it's ridiculous that I'm jealous because it's not his fault, and I, the anger that I have is only hurting me. And um, why I've the the kind of acceptance that I've reached in losing that job is I make a choice when I have this podcast and and go on stage and say things that are hopefully true and honest. This is going to come off as so pretentious and high-minded, but this is genuinely how I feel. I make a choice when I do these things that I'm trying to say, st like, like when I talk about that stuff and I and it comes out as jealous, and I try and analyze that. That's me part way along a journey where I'm trying to analyze those feelings and understand them, so then I can talk about them and hopefully use them to make other people laugh. And that takes a long time and it takes a lot of like, oh, I didn't quite get it this time or it came off bad. I said it, but I said it wrong and now I sounded like an asshole. And um, that's the choice that I've made. And that boss and me working for him, he's not paying me to go on a journey of self-discovery. He's paying me to work in someone's garden. <laughs> and um, unfortunately... It would seem that you can't do those two things at the same time. I mean, or at least I don't know how to, right? I mean, fucking evidently a bunch of other people do because there are plenty of comedians who, <laughs> who can hold down a fucking job. <laughs> like I'm the only cunt who's fucking out in the world trying to say things that are true. No, no, plenty of people are doing it. I just can't. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just can't do it at the same time as having a job, but some people can. <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> Fuck. But anyway, so I don't have a job anymore. <laughs> mm. That's that. But thank you to my boss um, for giving me those opportunities and I really loved it. I really, really loved it for five months there and it was fucking real brutal for a couple days. But you know what? It kind of passed and he was great to talk to on the phone. That was like a really great person that I met there and the other guy that I worked with as well. It's just two great dudes that I met that I got to hang out with for a bit. And I'm very grateful for that. I feel very lucky to have had that opportunity. There we go. How about that? Bit of sincerity. I'm not going to make fun of myself because that feels real. <sighs> I got a new job today. I'm working for another thing. I don't want to talk about it because I <laughs> fucking lose that job too. But I got another job. It's all sweet. So don't be too worried. Um, I uh, hope you guys liked the intro music this week. How about that? There's going to be uh, different ads, I think, at the start and end of each show, but the ads will be staying. Oh, I've had, uh, I've been chatting to the guy who does my, um, does the like marketing, the ads and stuff for um, like the podcast network that I'm on. And he's got, this is a fun opportunity, maybe. It's some sort of thing. I don't know what it's called, but it's one of these companies where they give you food and then you cook the meals. Um, it's not the one that I made fun of. <laughs> Like a month ago. <laughs> it's a different one. But anyway, it's some company like that and um, they're going to send me the food and they want to. They want me to record ads. Um, I only get paid per purchase rather than per ad. So I don't know. I don't, you guys don't have to buy it if you don't want to. <laughs> I don't expect you to, but it'll be fun, right? I get to record an ad. Maybe I'll do it live. Nah, I'm not going to do it live because I don't have to. Maybe I will. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I'll probably do it. Maybe, you know what? Maybe I'll just cook and do it and then I'll tell the story on air and that'll be the ad. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. I don't fucking know. I'm going to do an ad. There's going to be another an ad, like some sort of live read in the show. So that's exciting. Probably not going to make any money from it, but I get some free food. Huh? How about that? <laughs> free food, master? Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, what else? This week... The picture is going to be of some scones. Oh, I made some scones on Sunday. I was feeling really... I went to a lovely party, actually, on Saturday night. Me and my girlfriend. Me and my girlfriend. <laughs> that didn't feel good. Sorry. Um, we went to a party. Uh, her cousin and a bunch of his mates. All these fucking rocket engineers. So dope. Talking to these guys about... Rocket engineering and comedy and, and it was just really nice to be around a bunch of funny dudes. We were just talking shit all night, hanging out, just like ripping on each other. They were ripping on me about wearing the same pair of pants. I, I admitted that I wear, I just have one pair of pants and they were kind of shitting on me for it and that they smell and then we're ripping on this other guy because he said he's never, he lives with his parents and he's never had sex in his parents' house. But one time he was seeing a guy, I don't know, it was a whole thing, whatever. Just, we were just shitting on each other. It was real fun, man. It was very relaxing. I smoked a bunch of cigarettes, which was also great. I'm back on them. 
And then Sunday morning, woke up, cooked some scones and picked tomatoes out of my garden because the fucking little cherry tomatoes are all ripe now. And uh, picked some tomatoes, some basil, got some oil, bit of parmesan, scraped that on top of the um, on top of the scones. Did two like that, and then two with um, jam and cream. And I don't know if you know about jam and cream for breakfast, but it'll fuck you up. <laughs> like not only the rest of that day, but probably a bit of the next day as well. It really. F- <laughs> and then it's like now I've bought cream, so now I have like a half a liter of cream that I just have to eat at some point. So I guess it's more scones and more cream, just wiping days off of that fucking calendar. And but I think that's it for this week, man. That felt really good, actually, to talk about that in depth and everything. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I there was something else that I was gonna say about it. I think. I don't know, man. Just trying to analyze exactly where that that spite or that chip on my shoulder comes from. It, it the logic that I the kind of logical arguments that I was talking about before about how I shouldn't feel the thing like they make sense and I accept them logically, but ultimately it doesn't make me feel better. So I guess that's the next thing is to try and understand the feeling or how I can make the feeling catch the feeling of bitterness before I act on it. That's the next feeling that I would like to use my meditation skills to to try and get rid of. Anyway, yeah, I think that's the podcast, man. Thank you guys for listening so much. And uh, have a great week, man. I hope you all don't get fired from your jobs. Hmm? If you like this, oh, actually, the fucking Instagram. Oh, why am I? You guys already listen to the podcast. You know the Instagram, whatever. This has been Aiden Jones <laughs> sitting under a tree. Peace.